Victory 91.5. When we invite the Holy Spirit into the atmosphere, times of refreshing from the Lord can be found. And we hope that our our time together uh, with our Bible teacher, Ray Mm -hmm. Haynes, our general manager here at Victory, uh, has been a time of refreshing uh, for you. And uh, Ray, thanks for just... uh, spending the time with us today to to sow God's word into our lives so that uh, that we can be refreshed. Oh, amen. I, I love that God loves to refresh us because we need that. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's funny that God has built, you know, that Pentecost way back when, you know, 3,500 years ago, Mount Sinai, it was the wedding that he wanted. And when Jesus came to die for us, and then the Holy Spirit was poured out. It was because he wanted to dwell within us. He, he wanted, he's still after the wedding. And Guess what? When you get to heaven, first thing you get to do is the wedding supper of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. He's still after it. He's not stopping. You know, this is an eternal thing he's begun. And, you know, he uses some beautiful examples of marriage uh, in relationship to what our relationship to him is supposed to look like. And, you know, uh, the hard part, I think, is, you know, so many people had fathers that we're maybe not very great fathers and so they have a hard time relating to god and i've talked to so many people through the years and it's just like you know you've got to learn to see him a little different than your earthly father and the same thing goes in marriage if you've had a marriage that you know i think marriage is is hard it just is i mean i don't think even on a good day marriage is hard (laughs) it's not a negative thing it's just i don't think it's intended to be easy it's supposed to be it's supposed to kill you so you know the fact is that we are we try desperately to stay alive instead of allow god to come in so in that sense you know the holy spirit if you will is a very much a representative of marriage so if you're looking in your marriage maybe and thinking you know this really is such a struggle. I didn't expect it was going to be a struggle. And years are going by, and it's still a struggle. Well, here's a great scripture from Acts chapter 3, in the midst of all this pouring out of the Holy Spirit. It says, Repent then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Ah, uh, yes. That's a, that's a hard yes. one. You know, you know, we always want to say, I don't like this about you. <laughs> well, you know, repent. Therefore, <laughs> turn to God. You know, let him be the voice in your head. Uh, and refreshing comes from the Lord. That's really important. I mean, there's an underlying point right there. We want to get our way and we want to be refreshed by people. Maybe a spouse or maybe we want things to refresh us. But see, if we turn to God, he removes the things that are hindering us from being refreshed. See, he is our bridegroom. When we submit to him, everything changes. You know, I think of a number of pastors who were fallen under that headline of cessationists that didn't believe in the baptism or really the work of the Holy Spirit in modern day. They were right up to the moment they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And as pastors, that's a real, you know, if you taught against this, (laughs) <laughs> and suddenly go, well, never mind. You know, it's a change. It's a massive change. And there's three or four I can think of that are dear friends. And uh, I think about their journey. You know, it's it's so much like that in, in marriage. You know, you you can be so angry until you finally get to that moment and go, wait a minute, this is me. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> and suddenly God sets you free. I'm going to read you Exodus chapter 6. Just understand that if you could begin to take your relationship with God and put it under that that heading of marriage and understand what he's after, 
And But you do need to hear it in the Word so you understand it's not just somebody making it up. So Exodus 6, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. That's very much marriage language right there. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Fast forward to Hosea 2. Therefore, and this is God speaking, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards, and I will make the valley of Achor, which means trouble, a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came out of Egypt. And in that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. And no longer will you call me my Baal. For I will remove the names of the Baals, those are false idols, from her mouth, and they shall be remembered by name no more. And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. Mm. What an offer. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. And I will sow her for myself in the land, and I will have mercy. Now he had um, Hosea was told to have he had three children and he each gave them god gave them each names and one of them um was called i will have no mercy so call your child no mercy <laughs> that's got to be a child that feels loved but he said i'll have mercy on no mercy and i will say to not my people another child and he shall say you are my god so god ho had hosea name his children to describe how god was going to judge israel no mercy and not my people that was he was divorcing them but they were renamed Mercy and My People. Again, very obvious language of marriage right there. Matthew 24. You know, a lot of times we we get the concept this is we impose something on the scripture, but we actually get it wrong. We we look at it as the rapture, which is a reality, but in the rapture, the good people are taken into heaven. All right, but listen to the story that Jesus is actually telling here. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be coming at, at the so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. Who did it take away? Not the good people, it took away the bad people. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken. That's not a rapture of good people. That's, again, taken away bad, and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken, and the other left. So, again, he's talking about dealing with disobedience here. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief would be coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Hmm. So, you know, in this marriage, there is some very uh, poignant moments where he says, listen, this is a marriage. You cannot go out and be playing off on your own. This is a marriage where you're attached to me because there are going to be moments in time where I'm going to deal with it, deal harshly. Right. So don't be the one that's, uh, you know, mocking no, and don't be the one that's out doing what you want to do when I've called you to walk with me. So there is this more serious moments in this relationship where God stops and says, listen, 
and, and this would r- apply to the rapture, except this is not the, the coming at the end here. This is while we're still on earth going with what we're going and on a day-to-day basis. So this is relational to, to understand he wants obedience. And again, we'll go back to the first verse we started with, which is repent, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Times of my refreshing may come from the Lord. So you want the times of refreshing. You don't want to hold on to the sins and, and keep demanding that you're right. Let God be right. It's good. Please tell me that uh, there's not going to be a quiz on this. <laughs> no quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Ray Haynes, our Bible teacher uh, today, and uh, I look forward to being able to go back and just sort of uh, spend some time digesting uh, all that uh, he's been giving to us today, and you can find more information, actually hear the segments that you've missed by going to blog.victory915.com. We do have Mark Rutland on the way in just about 15 minutes, and are you going to come back for, for one, one more one more one segment? More. Sort of tie this one, right? the, to tie all of this together so uh please if you're if you're enjoying this as much as i am stay with us uh we'll be back here in just a couple of songs on victory 91.5 north georgia gets a pretty good mix of